When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. You're listening to the Laugh Button Podcast on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Laugh Button Podcast right here on the Riot Cast Network. My name is Mark Seaman. His is not. It's Matt Kleinschmidt. How you, you doing, Mark? Man? Jinx. Jinx. Owe me a Coke. Wait, I jinxed you first, right? So Fuck. what happens? How many times do I have to say your name? Like 72 times? I don't know. Don't you look in the... No, you look in the mirror and say Beetlejuice 16 <laughs> times. Oh, I thought that was Bloody Mary every time. Bloody Mary the or the Candyman. Could be the can- or the lawnmower man. No, it wasn't the lawnmower man. That's outside. And then we're at Kevin Bacon. So there it is, everybody. <laughs> hey! Seven degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. Um, it's funny with those those type of games, yeah. Matt. Uh, how how regionally they're tweaked just a just a bit. You know, like I remember the, the earliest days of being a kid, and everybody put their foot in, and you do like the the bubble gum, bubble gum in a dish. Yeah, How many yeah. pieces do you wish kind of thing? But like everybody has their own little regional tweak to those. I feel. Yeah, that's true. I also wonder how stuff like that traveled pre-internet, right? I mean, like you know, like how those old like wives' tales happen. Like you know, you always hear. And and I I want to say Adam Carolla brought this question up once um, on his podcast because I need to continue the trend of us mentoring yeah, this way is more popular three, four podcasts weeks on this podcast in a row. Man, he brought Come this on. up. He brought this up once that he said, uh, you know, like you always hear like that Richard Gere gerbil story. You know, it's like right. how did that travel pre-internet? Well, that was actually in the newspaper. No. Yeah, totally was. No. 100%. That no. that became an article in the newspaper. Really? Yes. It, those huge giant rumors like, like those, that because Richard giant... Gere was a major star yeah, and there's in also like, you know, the Rod Stewart stomach pumping story and, and all and that stuff. And you had you had Us Weekly back then and yeah, People magazine Your and National stuff. Choir types. Yeah, I'm talking about low level Street kids like games like that's those even more games. impressive how that shit that's, traveled. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So so everyone had their little like regional twist on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because where I grew up, you said pop. You didn't say soda. Of course. Uh, even though it's soda pop, te- technically, yeah. right? So everybody's wrong. No one says soda pop. But um, it it brings us to here. It brings us to today, Matt. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I we've don't got know. a very special guest or guests. Guests. I should say, joining us on the podcast this week, Motion City Soundtrack uh, from the Warp Tour. Uh, they spent some time on the Warp Tour, um, the California dates. Yes. And we were able to grab some time with them, and they're they're sort of veterans. Oh yeah, of the game. Oh yeah, now, they're like so. o- they're like old school Warp Tour at this point. It's crazy to think because they're like I still remember when they were a new band. Right back in the day, I still feel like they're a new band. That's my problem. Well, that's because we refuse name. to admit we're old, Mark. I know. <laughs> I. I I was fortunate enough to play a show with them way back in the day before they broke at Maxwell's in New Jersey. Great venue, great spot. That no longer exists. That, well, it's back. Well, it's back, but it's, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's like it's, Yankee Stadium. Is yeah. it the old Yankees? Is it the yeah. new Yankee Stadium? The old Maxwell's. It's called Maxwell's, Maxwell's yes. and they have shows there again. Yes. But it's not the same Maxwell's, yes. right? So uh, I met them years and years ago, and really cool dudes. And they were like, hey, here, here's our demo. Take it. 
and it was a it was a floppy disk, the old Apple floppy disks. And when I say floppy disk, I don't mean the plastic ones. No, not the three and a half, the five incher ones. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah, the big yeah. ones that were actually floppy. Yeah, yeah. And they sliced them open and they pulled out the data disk inside, like the the actual sort of data disk, and they put their CDs in. <laughs> and I was like, these these guys are awesome. Like, who's it? Damn it! Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, totally. And uh, lone, you know, and you play shows all the time with bands, you never think anything's ever going to happen with any of these bands. And then, and then you look back a couple years later, and you're like, "Holy shit! That show was Motion City Soundtrack, Metric, yeah, and my band. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell was I doing on that? I don't bill? know, but you did something wrong. But I did something <laughs> wrong that turned out to be right. You're not on the Warp Tour, now. right? Because uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, well, that band broke up not too long after that. But but uh, anyway, kudos to them. All yeah. the success they've had. And uh, and they have another new album coming out, mm-hmm. and they're sort of uh, testing out a lot of the songs and uh, on the early dates of the Warp Tour, which they did. Yeah. And uh, we grabbed some time with them. Grab so. some minutes with the with the guys. And uh, and I'm sad that Justin's hair isn't as huge as it once was. No, that's the other thing too. Is like you know, I guess with old age comes wisdom and the desire to not spike your hair up as much. Or <laughs> right. Children don't provide any time to stand in front of a mirror for that. I wonder how long it took him to do his hair like that. I don't know. I will say this. After the day we interviewed them at Warped Tour, I literally was like singing or humming Motion City soundtrack songs in my head or playing them when we landed off the plane for like a solid two or three days afterward. Well, I, so I'm going to say weeks, songs. Matt, because just the other day here in the office, you know, we, we sit next to each other. Yeah. Uh, I was hearing some Motion City soundtrack. That's possible. Coming yeah, out of your speakers. It's, it's crazy, so. too, because like, you know, I, have, I haven't. Like, I haven't revisited those songs in a long time, and they still are just great songs. Well, they have a new song called TKO. You can check yeah. it out online now. Uh, new album will be coming out. They uh, they may or may not tell us during yeah. the interview. You'll have to wait and see. <laughs> and we also but, we also talked a lot about comedy, too. And we did. Those yeah. guys were big comedy fans, um, which you'll hear as well. Like, they, they're our age, right? Mm-hmm. So they were all about the kids in the hall and the state and sort of that era. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to know them a little bit better through the comedy universe. And... And they, I feel like they have sort of like a comedic element to their music. I, yeah, I'm not it's saying fun. it's in, intentionally funny, yeah. but you can definitely tell that they're fans of comedy. And of course. I, I feel like that's kind of all over the Warp Tour, especially when it first came out, like yeah. in the mid '90s. Well, there's a lot of that. Well, I mean, I, I, I classify pop punk, I guess, is what you called Motion City soundtrack, and a lot of what they do, a lot of that element is it's fun, mm-hmm. fun songs, goofy funny. songs, videos funny. were always goofy, videos are always goofy, Blink One Eight Two oh, running yeah. around every, naked, yeah, like every Blink One Eight Two song was a uh, song or video was just funny or spoofing something, right? Uh, and Motion City's videos were the same way, and you know, obviously, Tom, not Tom, um. The other guy from uh, Blink-182 started... Uh, Mark. Mark, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he like directed some of their videos for Motion City Soundtrack. So like, yeah, there's a lot of like that like, funny kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of element to it. They don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, I mean, look at Justin's hair for the longest time. It's like, you know, how can you take someone seriously? His hair is teased all the way up like that, too. So. What do you think that looked like when he woke up? Like, you think it was like flat on one side and then... Well, I'm thinking one of two things. One, it woke up like that. And he said, this is cool, and just hairsprayed it and went <laughs> to his day, which right. is highly possible. I fucking done that um or two like he was like you know he was hung upside down at some point yeah yeah or sleep standing up i don't knows? know i'm sure someone has had to have asked him the origin story of his hair yeah reggie watts is in that same boat 
Yeah. Uh, who's the other comic that kind of looks like Reggie Watts? Oh, that uh, uh, has the same from, from Austin. I forget his name. Yeah. Chris Kubis. That's it. Chris Kubis. Yes. <laughs> as soon as I saw him, I was like, Oh, hey, Re- oh, oh, yeah. It's not oh. Reggie. He's actually he actually gets confused for Reggie quite a bit. Sure. And I remember. Uh, I want to say it was the Huffington Post a couple years back. I actually, sat down and interviewed him about what it's like being confused with Reggie Watts. Oh no! And you don't want that as your moniker no, either. But, the guy but, who's confused. But with listen, him. good on Chris. He's done a lot of stuff since then. Right. He, he was a comic to watch for com- uh, for uh, the uh, New York. Comedy Festival like two or three years ago and uh, he, at midnight picked him as their you know their their homespun comedian viewer thing to appear on the show he won his very first episode he showed up for on this for this contest and they've had him back a couple times since then too so pretty good cool for that, so kudos yeah. alright well speaking of uh, at midnight Dude, with Chris I, Hardwick I totally planned that segment just so you know I don't know if you did I fucking did I think uh, you'll I think never you'll, know Dumb You'll luck. never know. Dumb luck. You walked into that. <laughs> You'll never know. I don't know. I'm reading your face right. It doesn't matter because uh, what does matter is At Midnight with Chris Hardwick has been renewed. So yeah. congrats on that. Third season. And uh, we got new shows and some other renews. South Park, good through 2019. Yes. Contractually. But I'm pretty sure... Uh, and as it's been said, that yeah. that's just going to be on the air forever as long as Comedy Central is a channel, yeah, right? Trey and Matt have pretty much said that we'll keep it on the air as long as as long as we want, um, as long as like Comedy Central will allow us. And I can't imagine Comedy Central not wanting to be on the show because it's kind of the show that built Comedy Central right. in the early days. So, um, and it's also still fucking good. Like that's the best thing about that show. It's like it's still. I think the reason a show like South Park sticks around so long is because it addresses topical stuff, right? Week in and week out, and they're able to turn around an episode in days, like days, not even like weeks, days. And it's still and hilarious. Great documentary about that too. Is uh, about it being hilarious? Uh, no, no, about about how the <laughs> show gets on the air. I think it's called Six Days to Air, Seven Days to Air. Oh, okay. It's a great documentary about South Park. I'll Basically, have to watch that. event happens or like. Writers room meeting Everyone kind of talks About what's going on They kind of storyboard it all They do all the audio recordings They get it up And they basically Do it all out in Colorado Where Trey and Matt Their their studios are based Mm -hmm. And they literally Upload it via ISDN And According to the documentary Pretty much Comedy Central Sees it as We're seeing it As the public uh, there's a couple Obviously they run things Through legal right, As far right. as stories and stuff But it's seen As it's run live That's intense it's man It's crazy It's a crazy documentary uh, Really good too It is also And it, the documentary Was shot around the time Where Bill Hader Was in the writer's room Okay So it's the the scene Opens up with Trey and Matt In the writer's room With Bill Hader Kind of hanging out That's awesome Great documentary I think it's called Six Days of the Air Not Seven Days of the Air Six Days of the Air Is what it's called It's about an hour long Great documentary uh, And just it shows how down to the wire some of this is, like where people are literally running this disc, this finished product, to the local TV affiliate for uploading to the satellite so it can be streamed. It's Imagine crazy. if they're running like live credits over the tape, like last second. Well, you, know? you can see how close it is because I think it was last season, the Game of Thrones series. They were supposed to do three in a row, but they lost power in their studios for a solid 24 hours, so they couldn't get the, the, the middle episode or the last episode up in time. That's crazy. So they actually pushed that Game of Thrones uh, trilogy back a, a week, basically because of this, because they lost power in the studio. So like, it's that hairpin of a, of a turnaround on, on that type of stuff. It's crazy to think, but it's... And, and it's that funniest show, too. That's what's so great about it, too, is it's, it's that funniest show, that quick a turnaround on it, too. Well, that intensity level, or at least that sort of scheduling goes, is going to be the same for Hannibal's new show. Oh, Why uh, with Hannibal Burris, his is going to be done the same way. Sort of W. Kamau Bell's was, yeah. you know, shot the same day it's going to air, 
and uh, it's going to be down to the wire. Those kind of things. I mean, if you if you think about what's going on with TV today and how much of it is actually live or day of, I mean, it's got to be right. It's got to be. People yeah. want current because if you tape something and then a week's gone by, it's old news. It's old stuff. Like hours later, right? So you have to. This is the way everything's going. Right? I think it, I think it really does depend on the type of show that you're you're trying to launch. Um, you know, some of the uh, some of the new stuff it needs to be topical. Some of the political satire type of stuff that stuff happens as it happens. Uh, at midnight, going back to them real quick, they're talking about topical stuff. What's mm-hmm. going on in the, on the internet today? So that has to be that day or maybe the next day. Mm-hmm. But when but I think there's something to be said about some of these more serialized shows where it's like, hey, we're gonna do eight episodes or thirteen episodes. Let's put them in a the can, put them all out there. So like. Literally, no one can bitch about what's going on because, like, we've committed to this. Yeah, it's done. it's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think it just depends on the type of show. Shows like Why with Hannibal Burris, I think, are going to be super popular of him mocking current events. You know, your show like The Daily Show or any of these Redacted Tonight's or any of these types of like political, like uh, pundit type of shows, Larry Wilmore show, those get their strength in what's going on, and those last stay in the test of time because of their ability to change with the times. SNL is another great example of that too. Well, I got a great, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, and I asked this of the audience as well. I wonder what everybody is watching that has come around that's new now because we've had this great shift in yep. late night TV and sort of these shows with people changing chairs and things moving around and Letterman's gone now James Corden has started you know so what Colbert's of, coming yeah Colbert's coming so of all the changes so far what have you found yourself watching the most like of course we're going to check out Larry Wilmore right out of the gate but have you stayed consistent with it are you still watching it are you still watching you. James Corden? Well, Are you I, still watching? Well, you know, in all honesty, I think the landscape has changed, and and you know, numbers wise and ratings rise, it seems like people are just consuming it a different way. Not everyone watches late uh, last week tonight with John Oliver on Sunday nights, but everyone sees one of his videos Monday mornings on right. the news feed. So, so are we watching clips now? Do you find? I think, I think that I think you that's find like yourself proven. watching clips. Isn't, I think that's proven. You know, like if you can't stay up late night, you can catch up the next morning and see what James Corden did or right. Colbert did or Wilmore did or John Stewart did. I mean, like not a day goes by where like these types of shows don't have some sort of viral content or something. Translating or being spread across your newsfeed, I think this is how it works. I think what a, what a lot of networks are doing, particularly in the comedy space, is um, it's not exactly when you consume the content; it's the fact that you just consume it. Right. Um, you know, since we're on the topic of kind of like Comedy Central, like they've pretty much have said we're not a network; we're a brand, and they've and they've acted accordingly. They're 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 being they're being available on all these different platforms. They're making sure content is just available. I wouldn't be surprised. If a TV show like Broad City, for example, mm-hmm. gets more watches, engagements, actions, views via a website or Tumblr page than it does when it airs live, or Roku, or Roku, now or that they have a Roku channel, sure. the same way. So, like, so I think that's I think good on Comedy Central from being having the foresight foresight to see that, um, and more networks are following suit. You know, especially with these late in the late night games, more and more of these guys are doing are putting their content online. Minutes after it airs, you well, know? all this stuff too is so clippable, it's so clippable, completely. and you can even see. I don't know the last time you watched Fallon live, you you know when it was actually just airing on television, but you can almost see. Oh, of course, them knowing where, where the we're going to be making the edits. Yeah. It's like we're purposely doing it and saying this, and and it's. 
I don't want to say it's taking away, but but as somebody who's in the business and knows, like I'm completely aware, like. I get it. I get what you're doing here. Yeah. I wonder if that's affecting how uh, the people that do, like my parents, you know, my, I'm not going to say my parents aren't going online and watching clips, no. but my dad will stay up and watch Fallon and he'll, he'll watch the show. I wonder if he feels that change like, oh, weird. Why are they being so distinct about everything instead of it being so seamless? You know? Well, I think, yeah, it's... Because Schumer and... and well, because uh, it's and, sketch comedy. Yeah, you know it's sketch. You, yeah, it starts and ends. All these shows that are huge hits mm-hmm. are start and stoppable shows you know yeah they are i mean but like late night has always kind of had segments it's like there's the monologue there's interview one there's interview two there's usually something between the monologue and the interviews right. and then there's a musical guest or a comic like late night has always been very formulaic whether it be commercials dictate that or just whatever but it kind of has had that so i don't know if it's necessarily different i do think there's more variety and what I mean by that is, like, instead of just doing a straight-up interview with a guy, it's like, hey, let's sit down and throw a baseball at, at glass. Right, because no one cares about the interview the anymore. But let's be <laughs> honest, though. These guys are here just to show their new movie, their new television show, their new what book, their new whatever it is. Sure, sure. So, like, as, long, as soon as that's said, hey, Joe's in a new TV show, like... Like I think in my head, like, do we really need to? Do I really want to sit there and listen to Kim Kardashian wax poetic about something for three and a half? Well, minutes? I think, or would I rather see her get into a slap, see Jimmy Fallon slap her with a giant hand? Of course, you know what I mean. Like, what's more cathartic? Right, right. And I think that's where podcasts come in and save the day with yeah, that because because even if a guy, a guy or a girl has something to push, it doesn't matter because they're going to sit down for an hour with somebody, and you're not going to talk about just the one thing for an yeah. hour. You're actually going to do an in-depth interview because I still believe in that. I still appreciate that. Dude, I do too. Just late night's not the place for no, that anymore. No, it's not happening for late night anymore. I mean, like, Letterman was the last of that. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Like, Letterman, Letterman, when he had one of these, like, I call them celebutants, these Paris Hilton types, these right. Kardashian types, these whatever types, where they were just kind of come on and plug their new perfume line or whatever. The guy's contempt for having to sit there and talk to them for another two and a half, three minutes was like almost palpable. Like, yeah, like yeah. Letterman, like, that's one thing that I unless love. You're, unless you're a watch what happens live type of show where they do want to talk about yeah, that. Of course, but Letterman yeah. was one of those guys. That's what I loved about him so fucking much was he was just like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Like, <laughs> like no matter who it was, it yeah, could have yeah. been a political person, it could have been a celebrity, it could have been a whatever. Like, if Letterman thought you were an idiot, you were just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, I mean, but that's also gone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Letterman was the last late night host that people feared. Uh, you know, like Jimmy Fallon's not going to do anything. Well, he's so it. welcoming. You know, he's yeah, yeah, he's so welcoming. Hey, I do. And that's boy, this nice and guy. Promote, it's awesome, and he's yeah. awesome about it. But yeah. like, Letterman was probably the last guy people feared in late night. Like, like, oh my god, like I'm nervous to be on Letterman, whether it be to do stand up or to sit down and have him talk to me because he can rip me apart. And right, he has ripped people apart. You know, he's yeah. There's Bieber nobody left. Apart. He's ripped Paris Hilton apart. It's all nice guys now, which there's nothing wrong with that. But like, that that era is gone. You know, people used to fear Johnny Carson for whatever reason, for better or for worse. He was well, the pressure feared. of being good, you know, he like you, you had to go on there and be. Because he was also a kingmaker. Right. Because if, if you go on Fallon and you're like, OK, I'm going to play flip cup. It doesn't really matter if you win or Fallon's lose. It's, not just, a that, kingmaker it's just that we're doing it. You, you know, know it, well, it laid light spots in general. It used to be you go on Letterman. I mean, sorry, you go on Carson, you do your five minutes, right. and if Carson invites you over to the chair, the next day you're getting a sitcom. You get a sitcom <laughs> deal. You're <laughs> yeah. a millionaire. Yeah. He literally was a kingmaker. Yeah, it's crazy. And he did it for time and time again. And I think the last person that really, really happened for, if I got to think about it, 
It might have been like Ray Romano, Ray Romano on Letterman. Like who else has been made king in that long period of time? It's been a while. Leno mm. never really did it. Fallon's definitely not doing it. Conan might be the only place where a late night set matters still. Um, I'm with you on that. I think I think if you're looking for someone to go on and do stand up, Conan's where you're going these days. I mean, I can't I can't even think of the last person Fallon had on doing stand up. Can you? Was it Madonna? It might have been. Madonna, it might have been. But Madonna. even that's now you're making a mockery of you are, of, you're making a mockery of the thing. Of the and like, why am I going to go do stand up on Fallon if, if like if Madonna's, Madonna's doing stand up do on Fallon? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still the Tonight Show. It's still fucking television. Sure, but. but if if I want to go do a stand up set, I think is I'm it, going to Conan. Is it kingmakering? It, like I think Conan might be the last bastion of all that stuff. And and Conan has late Conan has uh, comedians on all the time. And I feel like Conan's crowd is still the ulti crowd because the yeah, people doing still, sets are the the ulti type comedians anyway. So yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's switch gears here to festivals because there are a lot of them, and there always are. Um, <laughs> Dude. And we have ones. plenty to talk about. Uh, oddball. And uh, kudos to you. You got this story up, and it sort of blew up on the internet, which was great. It did, thanks to Jay Farrow. Yeah, Jay Farrow. Jay Farrow's been a fan of the last, last, one, the last couple days. Yeah. couple days, yeah, he's, yeah. Been, uh, he's been in the mix. So so shout out to Jay. And uh, we'll be we'll be seg- segueing into uh, the stand-up specials with Jay as well, because yeah. he's got a one-hour coming up. But, but let's start with the festivals. The Oddball Festival, we weren't sure if this thing was going to happen. Uh, yeah, it got announced a little later than usual this year. Right, and it was sort of last second. We were like, what's going on with it? Because Oddball Festival, for those that don't know, started two years ago, Funnier Dies Oddball Festival, mm-hmm. and the f- they came out of the gate swinging. With it Dave was Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. The return of Dave Chappelle. Right. Ten years in the making, Dave Chappelle. Uh, and Foy of the Concords as direct support. It was also like Mulaney, Sarah Silverman were dropping in. I want to say Michael Che did some spots, but it was like, boom, it went all over the place. And uh, that was when you, you, the, the big thing came out that might be the Hartford meltdown that he had right. where people were just right. kind of getting drunk and screaming on Rick James' bitch for 45 minutes at him. Yikes. Um, but yeah, it came out of the gate swinging. Last year, Louis C.K. It's, it's like every year this festival's kind of one-upped itself with the It Comedian as their headlining act. And it's happening again. And it's happening again. This year, it's Aziz Ansari and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, yeah. Which is, Aziz. it's the year of Amy Schumer, and it's the year of Aziz. Aziz is I will say, Aziz, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off, but yeah, Aziz has definitely... It's weird. It's like he's so huge, but he's somehow kind of flying under the radar because of how big Amy's situation has been. Because Aziz sort of after he did the garden, he's like now he's in book mode, right? So, so that obviously doesn't rake ended. Yeah, Parks and Rake ended, ended, and and he's not doing a movie or anything right now. Although he is working on a new show, but it's. It's uh yeah it's weird he's sort of flown under the radar with how successful this book it was like the number one book right out of the gate when when we went to L A at every airport stop yeah. it was like his face was just everywhere and uh, yeah those two and here they are in the Oddball Fest now yeah and the Oddball Festival is running longer than it used to okay. it used to run some like, new markets right yeah like three or four new markets I think they're doing Canada and San Diego for the first time they used to do about twenty dates now they're up to like twenty three twenty four and um. A bunch of comics. I mean, it's it's Jay Farrow, it's Aziz, it's Amy Schumer, Big Jay Okerson, yeah. Nick uh, Thune, right? Nick Thune, Nick Kroll, uh, Anthony Jeselnik. It's literally like you think about it, you're like holy shit, this is a great lineup. Uh, Jeff Ross is doing it. Uh, Hannibal's not doing it. Hannibal did it last year, but uh, they're going to be drop-ins. I heard rumors that Chappelle might come back, but there's going to be rumors of Chappelle every year because he came back. Somebody's going to drop in, he man. Came back. There's going to be drop-ins. But, Could you, you know. imagine if like Eddie Murphy dropped in on one of these? Oh, dude, that shit would go nuts. But uh, do you yes. think that? 
would be the place for Eddie to do it? I don't know, man. Because if know. Chappelle did it, you know. Yeah, but but Eddie kind of gave it up a long long time ago. Um, Where's the drop in for Eddie if he's gonna do this? Dude, if he didn't do it on SNL forty, I don't know where he's gonna do well, it. Well, I I could see. Here's the thing about the SNL forty thing with Eddie Murphy. Like, if you were to come back and do stand up there, SNL forty now forever becomes about Eddie Murphy dropping in to do. And it wasn't about that. It was about celebrating Saturday Night Live in the 40 years. Right? Okay. Think about it. Okay. Think about it. And if you're Eddie, you don't want to do that. Well, also, Eddie didn't. Ha- Eddie doesn't have the SNL connection that that uh, most other people do. Because Eddie was there during the non-Lorne Michaels years. Right. Eddie basically saved the show when Lorne Michaels left. So... Lauren, who now runs it, probably doesn't have the same. He doesn't have the same kinship with Eddie sure. as he does with, like, say, a Tina Fey or Mike. Plus, Meyer it brings that up again too. Now he's doing stand up. He's a guy that wasn't there when Lauren was yeah, there. That's true. He's a, it's just too much hoopla yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. And and he's just like, hey, I made an appearance. I said some stuff. Well, cool. If you're gonna do it, Oddball's a place to do it then, because it's your tour and Oddball. like that thing would sell out. So yeah, so I'm super. Montreal. About you think he does it in Montreal? Montreal? Yeah, it's possible. Or maybe he just says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go do." Do the Staples Center in LA or something like that? Could you imagine? He could. I mean, hey, look, if Beyonce can tickets. drop an album, you know, and it's just like number one is like, what if he just announced a show day of? I mean, it would sell out in a second. Staples Center. That's the kind of thing you leave work for. That's the kind of thing you cancel your vacation for kind of if you're a big fan. Big fans will probably fly out to see day it. of, day right? Of. I don't know about flying day of. Sure, Tickets you're doing it. You're, you're pissed that you're six hours away. If he does staples, because you're, you're like, am I gonna make it? hundred dollars in the hole, because it's probably what a flight will cost you. But you're there for the return yeah, of Eddie Murphy that's at true. the Staples Center. Yeah, it's true. I don't know. Like, I would think like a big, or maybe like the Coliseum, like a big LA venue, because that's where he's been the last few years. That's, I mean, that's that'd pretty, be pretty cool. LA's Outdoor. Been his, LA's been his home for the last, you know, couple decades or whatever. You know, when are we gonna have a stand-up comedian do the the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Hmm. You think that would ever happen? I don't know. I think there's too much at risk for the Super Bowl people. They pre-record everything now for the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, like, the, the best thing you can do is get, like, a band in a box. A band in a can, they call it, actually, um, where it's basically, like, the singer can actually sing the vocals, but, like, all the band is, like, on yeah, yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And it makes total sense. Sure. Two reasons. One... You have 20 minutes to set up a stage, put on the biggest halftime show ever, then leave and everything in pristine condition. And two, they were actually held hostage by Garth Brooks. Do you, did you know the story? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So ever Garth. since they were held hot, because he didn't want them to show a video of his or something like that, All right. he basically threatened to walk out uh, due to the national anthem. They actually pulled... Fun fact: pulled Bon Jovi, who was in the crowd, and had him primed to do ready the to play, anthem, right. ready to do the national anthem because <laughs> Garth Brooks was being such a, a jerk to them. Good and ever Garth. since then, they, pre- they pre-recorded every 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 Whitney Houston's right came out as every pre-recorded national anthem. <laughs> every halftime show, I'm going to repeat myself, yeah. has been recorded since Garth Brooks. So, like, yes, these are great performances, but they are have all been pre-recorded. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Except maybe the live vocals for the band performing, like Bono singing live at YouTube, that type mm-hmm. of stuff. But but the band, 100% recorded. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. One, yeah, but one you got to worry about content, One dude. microphone. But you got to worry about content. And this is the thing that would break the camel's back with this PC bullshit and let everybody in. Well... And how this country should be operating as far as... Well, listen, I think no matter what... What you're able to say and do. I think even when Tom Petty did the halftime show, they probably got angry letters about about whoever did it. I don't know, man, but who also could do it? Could Chappelle do it? Chappelle's way too edgy. No, 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 no. You can't... Could Louis do it? He's a little edgy, too. It's got to be Jerry Seinfeld. 
It's got to be Jerry Seinfeld or Ray Larry Romano. Somebody that somebody that that can work clean. Brian Regan. I mean, he's not big enough. Brian Regan's not big enough. Brian Regan's not big enough. But but Jerry Seinfeld can work clean and yeah. be funny, and everybody knows him, and he's relatable, and, and he's it's, loved, and okay. he's loved, and and he's a legend. And it would be like, holy shit, if one guy were to do it, it's Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. I would have said Bill Cosby up until, <laughs> until <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Seinfeld could probably do it. Seinfeld could do it. All right, well, back to the Oddball Fest. So that's underway. You can go yeah. to laughbutton.com to get all the information Tickets on the Tickets go oddball. on sale Friday the 10th, which is this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first tour, the first date's not until the end of August. They're basically doing sheds and outdoor theaters through end of August through September into October. So they're doing like seven or eight weeks now this year. Okay, on to High Plains. High, High Plains. Denver. Denver, Colorado. It's a it's a much different vibe than Oddball. It's one space, one location, but it's a super fucking awesome festival that's been put on by uh, Adam Kate and Holland, uh, Adam Kate and Holland of the Growlics mm-hmm. and his business partner Andy, who runs Sexpot Comedy out there too. And, and it's third year, right? Third year, and they didn't announce everyone, but the most recent wave of people they've announced have been like Jezelnik, the Lucas Brothers. I think Nikki Glazer was on the bill, uh, and a bunch of like uh, like up and coming type of guys too. So it's a really good mix of like old and uh, not old and young that's a bad way to put it but like up and coming and established well career wise established not established established yeah, sure. not established there yeah. you go so it's been a really good uh, you know collection of comics that are that are doing the prof- that are doing it uh, Emily Heller best selling Keeper Line Jay Larson Sean Patton God Beth Stilling she's in fucking Australia right now Yeah she flew from the Warp Tour she to Warped Australia Warp Tour Australia and then she's going to be in Colorado this this girl is all over the place Yeah man. she's, she's all over the place yeah yeah And so. uh and this High Plains festival has gone from like a small club to a major theater in the city yeah, they're doing a couple just in 3 years in downtown it's crazy. Denver yeah it's great I mean like Denver's got such a great comedy scene popping mm-hmm. off like I actually have never been to Denver Oh you never and, have No and I would like to go there Cool to town man the, I mean TJ Miller came out of Denver sure. the Grolics are out of Denver sure. so like there's definitely a great comedy scene out there that I just never shout out to experience. the comedy works yeah I'm give them it a sounds shout like out that's kind of the epicenter of a lot of that stuff going on out there everybody at the comedy works is awesome and a lot of people record their albums there and their specials there it's just good vibes it's for so for whatever reason that's just a good spot man it's I a great it's spot weed. could be that could help <laughs> dude and, remember uh, when Ralphie May went out there for the first time <laughs> he got so stoned that he had to like almost like cancel his show and he was like I'm sorry dudes the legal weed got me it was such a funny response you're like how can you be mad at Ralphie May for getting so stoned he couldn't do his show out in Denver great um, episode of uh, Insomniac when that was on when Attell went to, to Colorado too remember because the yeah. altitude difference yeah, yeah you know yeah. when you drink you know it's like one beer actually equals like two and a half or whatever and he got like shit faced real quick. <laughs> like I remember, I remember that yeah. episode specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so funny things happening in Denver with chemicals and and controlled substances. Sure. And uh, speaking of Chappelle and festivals, ninth show just announced. You know, yeah. announced at yeah, uh, just for laughs. At just for laughs, it's crazy. So and and all the just for laughs information go to the laughbutton dot com uh, because they did announce all the galas as well. Yeah, we have a JFL landing page you could hit. Yeah, you can hit that page and, and find out, um, you know, who Sir Patrick Stewart's going to be hosting and Ellie Kemper and Norm MacDonald and all those galas. And, and shows just keep getting at it. It's like, I know. it's like, OK, we get it. You're the best. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of great Just for Laugh stuff. No, I'm just busting balls. Yeah, it's going to be fun to be up there, too. So yeah, we'll be yeah. up there as well. So if uh, you're planning on making your way out to the uh, Just for Laughs Festival up in Montreal, uh, drop us a line. Yeah. Uh, we'll send a what podcast at the yeah, hit us up on Twitter, com? hit us up on Facebook, podcast at the, uh, podcast at the laughbutton.com. There's a million ways to get in touch with us. If you're a comedian, and want to tape a podcast, and we like you, we'll respond. No, that's a that sounds mean. That's mean. <laughs> Why are you being selective? <laughs> 
If you're the mother or a distant cousin of someone who will be performing at the festival and want to record a podcast with us, we will be uh, happy to do that with you. Uh, anyway, that's going to be fun to be up there. So, mm-hmm. all right, other big news. Um, let's let's talk about Harry Shearer for a second. Yeah, dude. Because this guy, um, it, it appears now that he used the public to better his situation because his contract was up right with the Simpsons mm-hmm. and was basically like I'm not doing this anymore peace out and yeah. uh, and everyone's like holy cow this guy is part of the core yeah, he's all the guys I don't want to say the core four because you know there's a certain amount of core people there yeah. right and he's definitely one of them of and course. he supplies voices for some of the Mr. Burns most popular if not Mr. the most popular right Ned Flanders sure uh, not Smithers Reverend no. Lovejoy is he Reverend Lovejoy? He's also uh, uh, Principal Skinner. I'm yeah. sure they could all fill in for each other at this point. You think? You think like Harry could be Except like maybe you, who, who does Lisa? Yardley Smith. Yeah, she might be the only one. She's a little na- too nasally. She's cool, by the way, man. I get to hang out with her once. Oh, yeah. she's so oh, I'm rad. not saying she's not cool. I just don't cool know if her voice is deep enough to do some of these other characters. But yeah, so Harry Shear. Here's how the story goes. Basically, the, the renewal is up right. for for the the current cast. They basically Fox offered the entire cast money. Basically the same deal, it sounds like they offer the, the core deal. Right, let's just keep this going. It was reported like $14 million, by the way. And and from what it sounds like, it sounds like they literally just... A person? A person. Per... I mean, I know it's a person. I just wanted to say it yeah, out loud yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Per person. A person? Per season. Per season. Well, the Jesus. Simpsons built Fox, let's be honest. And merchandising alone, I'm sure, is worth multi-billions of dollars. You think the Simpsons built Fox? I'm going to yeah. go with uh, Married with Children. No. No. I mean, the Simpsons put it at the level it's at now, obviously. But Married with Children was a smash hit, yeah, dude. But the Simpsons, and there were shows before Married with Children that didn't work out. But this it Married was. with Children put them on the map and made it them legit. Did, but they didn't make any money until The Simpsons came along, dude. We're talking twenty plus years. You think thirty Fo- plus years? You think Fox is pissed and other networks are pissed they passed on South Park, man? No, I don't think. Fo- I mean, Simpsons is definitely a bigger cash cow than South Park. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hands down. But but uh, still, you want that in the stable. Well, of course you do. Well, of course you do. But this, I mean, Fox has done all right. They got Family Guy. Family Guy and South Park are kind of on par. Probably how much money they both made. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, and I don't think South Park syndicated. Family Guy syndicated. So I don't. Yeah, think, South Park is is South Park. I don't think it's syndicated, dude. It's not rerun on any other. Where Family Guy? You get on TBS. You have them on all these other networks. So it's syndicated. Yeah, Family Guy's everywhere. Family Guy's everywhere. Were, Adult it was Swim. on Adult, Adult Swim. Swim brought it five nights a dead, week or know? whatever. So. Um, anyway, we're getting off topic. Harry Shearer. So basically, yes. all the main cast, they were offered the same amount of money. I reported like $14 million. Sure. And Shearer basically said, and from what I understand, they literally go in there, they bang out every episode or every an episode. It takes them like 30 minutes at this point. Or so they got it such down to timing. Whatever. It takes mm-hmm. them a very brief period of time to record all these episodes. And then they can go do whatever the hell they want. And they're making millions of dollars on top of it. Well-deserved. The show's been on the air forever. Sure. But... Um, Basically, everyone else kind of accepted and re-upped for like another two years. And Shearer's like, nah, I'm going to go do other things. I'm going to do more creative stuff. And basically, James L. Brooks, who's the main producer of the show at this point, uh, said, well, you have all this freedom because of the way the show is taped. So I, I find it very weird that uh, that you're having this problem saying you can do other things. So he's like, so they kind of said, like, listen, it sucks. Like, you want to walk away, but we wish you the best. And we'll replace your characters with, like, 
you know, topic voice talent. Because usually when someone dies on The Simpsons, they kind of retire that character. Yeah. They can't really do it with the Harry Shearer's character. Right. That's all that mean. Like, but you can get voice doubles now. I mean, you there, there are people that are hired to do... There are people... Happens in movies all the time if you have to cut a line from a movie, like literally from a movie. Well, of course. They'll just get a guy to come in and do it and then yeah. they'll add that I mean, in. Like it's Mel amazing. Blank isn't the only guy that's ever done Bugs Bunny. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. Kermit the Frog, I think, has been done by two or three different people. So, like, it, it happens. But, like, he's the original guy. Right. Um, but yeah, so basically he made a, a tweet saying he's done, you know, all the news stories went out there and hit the web and then fast forward less than a month later, he's gets a new deal. He, he gets a new deal. I don't know if it's the same deal for the other, as the other, I think the rest not. of the cast are pissed. Like if you got more, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I or is, mean, or is 14 enough? Listen, now, now dude. think about it. That's 14 again. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not 14, 14 this time. Yeah, that's yeah, 14 yeah. Again, again, which probably had been already happening for, I mean, what are they, 28 seasons in now? It's been happening for a while. But hey, man, good on you, man. You, you have a finite time on this so, planet to make money and have a good so time. Like, awesome. Good on you. Like, we're doing something wrong here, Mark, because we're, we're, we're rambling. We can voice guys. Yeah. Let's animate ourselves and put it up on the web. Well, Let's that, animate this conversation right now. Here's part of the problem with that is with, with websites like Fiverr. You know, we can get someone to literally animate this podcast for five bucks. Let's do it. Which, but it devalues everything because now I can get an animator for five bucks. So that's not worth true. anything. This is very true. But and then someone else can go, so what? I will totally just animate my own. But you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, it's getting crazy. <sighs> they got in when the getting was good. I'll yeah, tell yeah, you that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. But I mean, voiceover work is big. There's a lot of people. Do. I mean, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself. Yep. Many people don't know this, the but Joker. he's done the voice of the Joker and all the animated stuff and video games for the last 20 years. He was doing it forever. He moved on from that. He just, I think uh, the most recent one, Arkham Asylum, I think that was the last one he's done. Yeah. I think he just did him up until the most recent one. All right. Um, so, so that's the deal with that. Uh, festivals and whatnot. Festivals, TV show renewals. Yeah, Harry Shearer. Let's. I hate that we have to talk about it, dude. But we got to talk about it, and it won't fucking die. <laughs> but Bill Cosby has been uh, not only in the news but re-upped to top story yet again mm-hmm. because some documents were opened from 2005 and a testimony he did, a sworn testimony, I should say. That's the key part. A deposition is a technical yeah. term. All right, deposition. Learned a word today. There you go, buddy. Deposition. A deposition. A deposition. All right, so this has come to light. Now, here's the thing, and I want to say this before we start talking about it. (laughs) In no way whatsoever am I in defense of Bill Cosby. Okay. And I don't ever want to be, because if any of this stuff were true, it is horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. Yes. I know where you're going with this, because I'm on the same page as you. Yes. So, look... If, if I, there was a gun to my head and, yeah. and someone said, did he do it, you, you know, however many times? Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. I'm saying yes. There's yeah. no doubt about yeah, that. Of course. But based on this new evidence that has been released to the public because these documents have been unsealed, in no way convicts him. No, no. I mean, like he literally said, it doesn't. It doesn't change anything. All it, all it changes is that we know he got drugs with the intent. Yeah, that's. that's yeah, it, he didn't say in the depth. Now he, what it, I think a lot of people are saying is they're saying this is a smoking gun. And yes, when there's smoke, there's fire. Sure, and I'm on board with that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know we're going to get but there what, eventually. What this, yeah, that'll come to it's light. A, it's inevitable. But what it does, what it does say, is. Basically, Bill Cosby bought drugs, Quaaludes, which right. were a prescription at one point, now outlawed. I, you know, you know, f- I watched Wolf of Wall Street, and I learned this thing. Quaaludes, okay. like, 
when they were when they were commissioned as a, classified as a grade A drug or whatever mm -hmm. the hell it was, there was only so many left on the planet. So like they became extinct basically, which is a yeah. really weird thing. Became like a be diamond. They, they like stopped a being made. It was right. a very weird thing. Anyway, Cosby acquired Quaaludes with the intent on giving them to women to have sex. Right. That's what basically what this deposition says. It doesn't say it doesn't say without their knowledge he did. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it also doesn't say mission complete. He, you know, he followed through. No, There's only a small part of this deposition was released. Right. The Associated Press basically petitioned to have this deposition released. The judge agreed with them because Cosby basically has been preaching this moral high ground for a lot of people right. the last couple of years. And the judge said, your private life doesn't match your public life. The public deserves to know this. And that's why he released these, these parts of the sealed documents. Right. Which, um, which uh, it, it's it's a weird thing in itself because part of the argument on Cosby's side is, hey, I'm not a public figure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Which, well, you, you are. When you go where, and give, when you go and give, when speeches, does someone become a public figure? You know, where where is that well, line I think, crossed? I think when you're one of the most popular comics of all time, right? But with the most popular sitcom of all time. But when do you become one of the most? Po this, this is what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like, where's the line? Like, where's the threshold that you are legitimate well, listen, now? He's, he's been Bill Cosby since at least the mid '80s. Sure, just well, from sitcoms. Yeah, he had a he had a run in the '60s of like eight. Comedy albums in the top ten, sure. Or, uh, you know, Grammy movies, Grammy yeah. nominations. Like, yeah, he's he's been Bill you, Cosby for a long. You can time. ask. I think if you can ask anybody in the public, yeah, you can walk up to anybody, every single person on planet Earth right now, yeah, above the age of let's say six, yeah, because you just haven't absorbed enough yet of of existence. Yeah, if you said, "Do you know who Bill Cosby is?" the yeah. answer is yes. Yeah, he's a public figure. You I can't don't think even say debate. that about George George Carlin. I don't think. I think there's people out there that are uh, would be oblivious to George Carlin because George Carlin didn't have like sitcoms that were massive, and yeah. he didn't do as many movies as Cosby. Yeah. Now, now that number's small. Yeah, but if you go up to anybody on planet Earth and you say who's Bill Cosby, well, he, I, I don't think the debate is whether he's a public figure, or not, right? Because he is. His lawyers, but but his that lawyers, but that was his defense. That as was to his why defense. not to open these documents that because was they will defense. be embarrassed. They'll be embarrassing to his public, his personal life. Right. But anyway, so these documents basically say he acquired quaaludes. It didn't say whether he whether it was consenting parties or not. So it's it's weird because like I think he did horrible shit, but I also don't. Like drawing conclusions that aren't particularly there, right? You know, so like I'm not saying he's he's not a piece of shit scumbag for for doing what he did to these women, but I'm saying like this deposition isn't. I don't know if it's the nuclear bomb people are are kind of playing it to be, right? This Everybody on social first, media. This isn't the first time someone has gotten drugs with the intent to give to someone else. Like I don't think that to me is not a smoking gun. Everyone. Most people have gotten drugs at some point and have said, hey, I'm either going to give them to somewhere else or I'm going to share them with someone else or I'm going to give them give someone alcohol at a party to loosen up their inhibitions. So, like, it doesn't say he drugged them. That's the weird part. It's very specific on the language. Right. And I, I think that's it. But when again, you see the headline... Not again, right. not defending Bill Cosby, but when I, when I read headlines that say Bill Cosby gave women drugs without them knowing that's not what the deposition says yes so that's where i'm just that's where i'm having this conflict this is my frustration with media because yeah. now it's it, more you know what it is we're more frustrated with the media than what's going on right us right now like, think about the jared the subway thing with jared like in the in the child porn mm -hmm. stuff he it, it was an employee at his foundation it's not even him who we sever ties with yes right now. so 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 it's like when people read headlines like you know well, Jared, people, FBI investigate you're like oh shit this guy is there coming back from that 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, can he come back and be a subway spokesperson even if he's found cleared of all charges? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Damage like, might have already it's, been done. It's it's a jump to conclusions game. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm, 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 I'm backing these guys, but like... I just miss the days where... Get the fucking facts, man. I, that's what I miss. I miss the days where a story wasn't reported on until all the facts were presented, and it was reported on how the story was given. And I don't know if that was my my naivete, and I'm just thinking... No, no, no I, I think it's... Because too much is at stake now, Matt. I'm, I'm, it's not your naivete. Now, stories may have been re- reported back in the day without all the facts. Yeah. But it wasn't driven the way it is today because you have to be the first one to say anything about anything, period, end of story. Even if you're wrong, you have to get you have to hope you're guessing right. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've run stories on the laugh button that have been factually incorrect after the fact. We're like, fuck, because we thought we and it went, sucks. It sucks completely. And we've but like, I don't. Well, I've never run a story or I've never felt like we've run a story where it's like, oh, this guy, this could ruin this guy's career. It's been a story of like, was this person present for this? Yeah, did you know this what person mean? perform stand-up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's different because you're not is. affecting someone's we're also life. Not a, we're also not a news organization in the terms of a CNN or a Fox or that type of stuff. We, we talk about comedy yeah. for fans. Of this comedy, is so. game-changing Yeah, stuff it really here. is. It's, it's damning evidence. You got helicopters it's, flying over someone's house because people are running amok on social media yeah. and now I mean, it's a thing. It, it really is unfortunate and obviously at the end of the day, actual evidence is going to come to light that shows that he did what he did. What I... What, and what I want don't want this conversation to do is I don't want this conversation to give off the impression that people shouldn't come forward if this, if Bill Cosby did awful shit to you. Correct. Correct. Now, now these people have nothing to gain at this point. And well, if, if you're the, coming the, forward, it's like, what are you getting out of this? Well, the statute of limitation is up on a lot of these these accusations because they date back pretty early in his career. Right. But so there's no actual legal. Like I'm sorry, actual like federal state crimes that can be. Uh, evidence that can be pressed against him, but like he can be sued like personally, right? He can he can have like defamation, suits, like c- civil uh, suits, civil suits, yeah, and all yeah. that type of stuff. So there there is money to be lost by Bill Cosby. It definitely has ended his career. He was about to put out a, a special last year, a new TV show. All that's not on the table anymore. It never will be. Did Temple sever ties with him yet? Tem- he yeah. he stepped down from the yeah. the board of. Uh, you know, governors or something like that. So, it definitely ruins the man's career. And don't get me wrong; like he's he's a multimillionaire. He's probably going to be okay. So, what happens with his? But okay. I think his his. But in the court of public opinion, he's completely, as you and I have both agreed with. He's he's done. He probably really did do this shit. But and that evidence will come out. I just don't know if this is that evidence. Right. But now, now with all that said, we're taking a very unpopular opinion here right now. <laughs> no, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion because the way we're presenting it. Is factual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's if if we were in the court of law and someone gave me that evidence, yeah. and that was the only evidence you had, he would still be not guilty because yeah. it's not proving it just says that he got he drugs. Actually, did it? It like, just says he got drugs and wanted. And to that's give unfortunate them to because yeah, yeah. look, we're all look, we're all in agreement. Yeah, this guy probably did it. Yeah. All right. But if you really want the court system to work the way you want it to work. You have to let it work that way. Yeah, you do. You can't just say he's, well, yeah, well, this, that's enough. That's sort of close enough. You know, fuck that guy. Well, it, the court didn't work, and I think that's why people are so upset, because that case was settled out of court. That case was settled out of court. Yeah, that but is that's how on the works. That yeah, that's, that's also on the people. Don't settle out of court then. I mean, I... Yeah. I, I mean, I there's a lot... But who wants to have that, that awful shit relived, you know? It's, I agree. But... Um, I'm with you on that. So I think, I think when it comes to... I think what it comes down to is... Uh, 
he was never tried in actual court, so the court of public opinion is what's trying him now. I mean, granted, let's let's also remember this is something that happened ten years ago before social media. Right. So social media is now just responding to the outrage. Right. You know, like, do you imagine like, if we went back on every story? You know, pre-social media I know. and opened up new cases. Like, Honestly, dude, I wouldn't. Be, we I, just we just fucking reopened everything from the past. Like what cereal, would happen? Like John Benet Ramsey. Think about and all this, that man. Because stuff, those crazy sensationalized if, stories. If you look at YouTube and you're like, like I vaguely remember some commercial for some product that may or may not have ex- existed. Yeah. You could eventually figure it out and get there and then find the fucking commercial. Yeah, you can. Like. So, so think of all the evidence. Think of all your favorite bands that you listen to in the B-side tracks or the rare performances that were recorded or that one time you vaguely heard the myth that they might have covered that one song in Japan. <laughs> well, guess what? It's fucking real now. So imagine if we went back and did that with everything like this. I mean, nobody, nobody would be the same, right? Michael Jordan wouldn't be the same. Yeah. It, take any facet, any medium of entertainment, no one would be the same. All right, let's let's get off this Cosby shit, man, because I, I, I hate talking about it. And again, to our point, this doesn't do anything. Well, it, it just, just throws gasoline it, on the it fire. It gasoline and on the we're fire. Gu- like, everybody, like at, we're going to get there. Yeah, at some point, we're gonna get at there. some point, a lawsuit needs to be brought up. Yeah. Because until now, it's just all this, like, he said, she said, here's this, what this evidence says, here's what that evidence said. Like, someone needs to, to sue him. And... and I hope that happens. What? And and the thing is... I hope there's a lawsuit. Are, are there lawsuits? If, if, These people are just coming yeah. forward. Are they suing? I, I, mean, I know I, Gloria I, Steinem's like representing some people, but have any lawsuits been filed? I don't want to give misinformation, him? so I'd have yeah, to... Yeah, I don't know so, either. So here's the thing. If, if and when it's discovered that he did it, you're a fucking douchebag. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. And don't... Th- this is the thing. No matter... In, in, in life in general, and it's a good rule to live by, it's like no one's above the fucking law... Look, we're all humans. We should be taking care of each other instead of taking advantage of each other. And then this is what happens. This is what happens. And now, you know, now we have to react to it. And then it just makes the separation of taking care versus taking advantage that that much greater. And it it angers me just as a human being on this planet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When When it really boils down to it, this is what it's about. Like, what are you doing, man? You're telling me you couldn't get sex? Yeah, you're Bill Cosby. You're fucking Bill Cosby, yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. Look, I'd like to... Sure, would I like to engage with some of my favorite <laughs> people I find attractive on planet Earth? I think we all would, right? Yeah, sure. of course. But you can't. That's not how it works, man. <laughs> all right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, let's get to some specials. Can we do that? Can we yeah, end we, on a let's, high let's note here before we get to Motion let's City? Clear, let's clear this palette. And, and, uh, and, and guys in Motion City, Justin, Josh, all you guys... I apologize. We had that discussion before our great interview. <laughs> so um, let's talk about specials because there's a lot of them. Some to announce, some that are coming our way, starting with this Friday. Yeah, dude. Uh, Chris Tucker, for the first time, and, and I've watched the trailer 50 times now. I still am in disbelief this is his first special. I feel like he did a special before and, and it was a race from our... Like somebody came up with me to me with the men in black, you know, light thing. Yeah. And was like... Poof. But can you believe this is his first special ever, Chris I kinda, Tucker? I kind of can because Chris was huge in the stand-up world. He went right to movies and like retired from movies. He only does like rush hour movies. It's like nuts. You know, but it's, it's weird, but like Chris... 
Chris is one of those weird, not not weird. It's actually very noble what he did, but he's one of those guys where he made money, and then like he just started like traveling to Africa and and visiting third world countries mm-hmm. and doing like he you became. Know, did he become a born again or? or I don't he, know if that that happened, but I know like he did a lot of like you know work in the charitable areas sure. and stuff like that and helping. Which is great, man. Which Kudos. is great. You know, he became friends with Michael Jackson and they were they were doing a lot of charity work and God, yeah, I forgot that type about of stuff. So that. like, so I think he just he kind of like stopped being a celeb and every once in a while he'd make another Rush Hour movie, which probably gave him $20 million and he just kind of went back to like doing his charity work and working for these great causes. So are you understanding where is it coming out of my mouth? <laughs> like that's gotta be the quintessential, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean like nice know, guy, by the way, I was able to interview him once yeah, and he I, was I super went, cool. I actually and chill. went to an interview that he did once with Ron Bennington, which mm-hmm. is really, which is a really great interview. And like, he just is like a, a totally cool and humble dude. And you know, this is his first stand up special, but he, he's a killer stand up too. Yep. He's a, he's a great personality. He's a character. So I'm coming I'm to Netflix. To, I'm looking forward to the special coming out on Netflix. It'll be tomorrow. If you're listening to this yes, live uh, Or Thursday, I'm sorry Yeah. Uh, Friday. So, Thursday. yeah, look, Netflix Just Friday. go to Netflix, you'll find Chris Tucker's special this Friday um, And if you're from the future, I hope you already enjoyed it And you're coming back in time to relive it for the first time again So, uh, there's Chris Tucker, uh, Bridget Everett Sneaking under the you radar went, a bit, you went, man You went to this taping I did, Matt, and here's, let me tell you this real quick I've seen Bridget before, she's fantastic Bridget's amazing, so Bridget is more of a If you don't know who Bridget Everett is She's uh, she's in this Amy Schumer group, right? Uh, Amy's a big fan of hers as well She's so, got a crew, definitely yeah, And, uh, and Bridget's, but Bridget is beloved in the, Just in New York in general, right? Yeah. So if you're not in New York City and you live somewhere else, there's nothing wrong with that. You do have the option to move to New York. I will suggest it highly. But if uh, you don't, if the city's not for you, uh, that's also fine. But Bridget Everett is beloved in the New York scene and has been for decades now, right? And she comes from like a uh, how would you describe? Because because she's a comedian, but it's more. It's, um, it's singing. It's because it's music's involved. It's, it's a little vaudevillian. It's a little variety show style. Right. It's it's. But def- there's a word for it, Matt, and it's on the tip of my tongue. Like I always think of like the the, the old Spike Jones type of stuff when I think of like a Bridget Everett. It's, okay. It's performance art. Right. It's performance arty. Um, there's a lot of it to it. So it's it's she sings, she's funny. Cabaret, she, that's she, the word cabaret. I'm looking for. Yeah, cabaret is a great way for it. It definitely has a cabaret vibe to it. Like it could be like a fun night out. Like I could see Bridget Everett performing it like back to back with like a Lucky Chang's type of performance. Right, or something right. Like that. So uh, Comedy Central tapes her special. You know, we we got invited, which is a very nice. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and Amy Comedy Schumer. A- Amy Schumer's a big fan of Bridget. Amy Schumer ends her season every year. She does these interstitials at Joe's Pub. I think she does them at, she did them at Joe's Pub this year too. Uh, the last episode, she basically introduces Bridget. Bridget comes out and does a show, right? A song. And, and this is where this special was taped. It was taped at Joe's Pub. Makes sense. So uh, I I was able to make it out to the special. I, I flew solo for this one. You did. And uh, and I had my spot in the back. Back wall, had my drink, had a little table. I was behind the cameras. I wasn't dealing with any hoopla. I just wanted to be there to support and, and check out the show. And someone out of nowhere came up to me and said, Hey, man, what are you doing? I said, Hanging out, ready for the show. Cool, you by yourself? Uh, I am. Great. She grabs my beer, takes it, and she goes, Come with me. And it was one of those moments where you're just like, Shit, I know where this is going. <laughs> she literally puts me in a seat on the stage the stage is now my my cup <laughs> your holder ta- your table it's my table <laughs> there was a spot that needed filled right in the front almost dead center and i was like fuck because 
that I know what type of show Bridget does. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody, but thank God I wasn't the guy who was picked <laughs> to <laughs> you, go up on stage with her and everyone's going to experience it when they see this special that's coming out. <laughs> uh, thank God I wasn't that guy. Just didn't want to be that guy. I, 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 and, and you know, if, if I didn't work in the business, sure, it yeah, would have yeah. been, been amazing because yeah, then yeah. I would have been that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then but you would have gotten all the text messages yeah, and yeah. emails. Can't, and... be, can't be that guy in the situation <laughs> I'm in now. But I will tell you guys, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite specials um, that I've seen in a long time yeah. because it's a, li- it's, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's not your traditional stand-up special. The energy was out of control. I went to the second show of two. So, you know, in the second show, you know, things are yeah, flying bit, around that weren't, loose. yeah, people are loose. Things are flying around that shouldn't be. And, uh, it was one of the more entertaining things I've seen, uh, in the 15 plus years I've lived in the city. That's great. It was great. So That's great. she's running special spots right now too. The abs, the special is called gynecological wonder mm-hmm. and she's running spots where she's at a gynecologist's office. The gynecologist is played by Robert Kelly. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, so and so let's great. just say too, on this special and hopefully they'll show some of it. I know it'll definitely be on the DVD or the, or the release later that you can download or buy. But, um, after the special was over, they reshot some things that they did and they strapped GoPro cameras in some loca- locations where I don't think GoPro cameras are supposed to go. Now, so one thing that I one day ask you about it is she has a backing band called the Tender Moments yes. that she's toured with. Amazing musicians. Ad Rock from MC- from the Beastie Boys was in this band. Is he still in this band for the special? Still in this band. Great. I sat six inches <laughs> from his foot. That's great. <laughs> Just That's you know, great. I I am. I must be all over this special, by the way. Yeah, it sounds I, like I've got to be. It sounds Because like there it. were cameras like all over the place, and they definitely were like in my face for reaction it shots like and it. stuff. So, um, But yeah, Ed Rock was right there, That's dude. So and, and it was, you know, as a Beastie Boys fan and just yeah. a musician myself, getting to see him, you know, do his thing and play some bass in front of me, it was, it was like, that was like a, like a bonus treat. That's it was great. almost its own thing. That's great. So that was really fun. So they're, yeah. they're very funny, by the Beastie way. Beastie Boys approved. Yeah. Richard Everett. Yes. So uh, be on the lookout for this special. And uh, and just announced. Do you want to deliver yeah, the good old Jay Okerson, man? Jay Our boy, just Big got, Jay. Just got announced he was going to get an hour special from the SDR show and Legion of Skanks. We've had him on this podcast as well. They, it was just announced that Jay's going to get an hour long special on Comedy Central. None of the dates or any of that information has been sorted out, but literally the news broke last night mm-hmm. via his uh, taping of his podcast, Legion of Skanks. So, congrats to Big Jay. Couldn't think of a more a better comedian to get a special right now. He's easily one of the best comics working in the New York City clubs right now and uh, it seems like things are actually starting to happen for this guy after like 17 years in the business yeah so. it's about time yeah it's get about it together time. everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. get on Every, board everyone else if you if you don't know Big Jay Okerson you should Jay got oddball yep. Jay just came off of Bonnaroo two very successful podcasts he put out a crowd work special television credits this is not happening with Ari Shafir. Mm-hmm. David Tell's Comedy Underground. He's done some stuff on Inside Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's been on podcasts on Grantland saying Jay Okerson's the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like get with it, people. Let's do it. Well, they'll be on board soon, and they'll be like, "Yeah, you know this new guy. This, yeah, 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 this guy just broke through. Seventeen years into making. Jay also. Dan I mean, Cook had a similar thing. It's, yeah, it took yeah. like eighteen years, right? An overnight to... sensation. Eighteen years <laughs> into making. Yeah, I love it. And then the other uh, our special is uh, Jay Farrow. Yeah, from about. another from one Jay to another Jay. From another Jay to another. He's teamed up with uh, Broadway Video, which is Lauren Michaels' production mm-hmm. company, and uh, Comedy Dynamics. They taped the special. It's it's going to air on Showtime on the, uh, the I'll say August first. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to find the date in my head. 
it's I want to say August first. A lot of dates yeah. flying around, Matt. There Not gonna lie, about a lot of dates. Around. Yeah, August first, it is happening. Um, taped at the Cutting Room in New York City. Mm-hmm. Then it's going to come air on Showtime. Ah, I didn't realize he taped it at the yeah, Cutting Room. At the Cutting Room, which is you know Jay calls New York home now because of yeah. SNL. So that's what's where it happened. So yeah, there's a lot of great specials coming up. I know that Sean Donnelly's taping a new special. Mm-hmm. Sam Morrill taped a new special. And there's some great, great specials being taped right now. Specials, people. Specials are specials. That's why they call them specials. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to Motion City soundtrack. Yes. And again, go to thelaughbutton.com, thelaughbutton.com, and get all the latest news, reviews, interviews. And uh, we got, obviously, the Warp Tour landing pages up there and running. Mm-hmm. We got amazing pictures from every single date on the tour. Uh, we've got some uh, fun videos that uh, Grant and Eli have made for us, for Life Out on the Road, Introducing Comedians. Uh, talking to fans Yeah, talking to fans Grant put together some great videos as well for us They're just uh, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say montage videos But they're they're kind of like telling the story Of what it's like to literally just be yeah, on right. Warp Tour and, and, and what the tent has become I mean, this thing You know, word flies in every day Like, man, loving the tent This thing has been nothing less than fantastic and bands are on board now Like bands have been coming by the tent to check it out And like oh my god they have a comedy tent This is so great So uh, kudos to everyone across the board Both on the Vans Warp Tour side of things For all their help putting this together uh, Everyone here at the Laugh Button For being the presenters of the first ever Warped Comedy Tent And uh, Grant and Eli uh, Grant Col- um, I'm Cotter. sorry Grant Cotter and Eli Olsberg The two comics that are the hosts And sort of uh, you know They're on every single date uh, on the Warp Tour and Joe Sib and everybody, Kevin Lyman. Uh, thank you, man. This thing has been a treat to be a part of, and we're going to be out at Camden, man. So we'll yeah, be, we're gonna we'll be back on the tour. Psyched Camden, about that. Camden, PNCR, it's going to hit a few dates. All right, so Motion City. Uh, we spent some time with them. Nice dudes, fans of comedy, and they're going to tell you all about it right here on the Laugh Button Podcast. Here with the guys from Motion City Soundtrack, it's uh, Josh and yeah, Justin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Super Pretty good. good. Yeah, All right, yeah. cool. We're at Warp Tour day one. Day one, nice yeah. and toasty. All right. And I feel like you guys have a lot of comedy infused here, infused in your life, music influences. I don't know if it's so much like haha funny though. I think it's more like sad and funny. Okay. You know. Yeah. Dark comedy. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I think comedy is a weird thing. Like I think we try to be funny sometimes. It's a dangerous game that is mm-hmm. like. How we where do you cross that line? Just like, stupid and comedy and, and But I think, you know, being that like the stuff that we grew up watching, like the state or Kids in the Hall and that stuff, like there's a they're like stupid funny I feel like that's part of their thing. And right. I you know, but and it's weird because I think I, I don't know, this might be weird, but my wife's a few years younger than me and pretty much everything that I think is hilarious she does not. And and I'm like, No, but it's match made in heaven. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> No, but it's so stupid. It's Hilarious. Okay, you know, so what makes it. you laugh? Like, what? What in particular? Oh God, like, that scene in. We're about uh, the same age. So I the, grew up on the state. Kids in the hall. That stuff. The same. Sure. Uh, that scene in. Uh, uh, they came together where he goes to the bar, and he says, or whatever he says, something about like, oh man, uh, well you, you you came in here, you look like hell, blah blah blah. And he's like, you can say that again. He's like, well you came in here, you look like hell. He's like, yeah, oh, tell me about it. Well you came in here, and it just goes on for like three minutes. It's ridiculous. That's like that old kind school of shit. Zucker or, Brothers, yeah. like airplane, naked just, gun type sure. stuff. I, sure. don't, I don't think we. I mean, or like the, the you know. His love for making and distributing tacos oh, was yeah. outweighing his love for <laughs> delivering the mail. I, just, I don't yes. have the same passion for making and distributing tacos as I did for delivering the mail. <laughs> uh, that might not be a direct quote, so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but, close enough, I think. We just need a mailbox to walk away, mm-hmm. and, then, and then we're good. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we like funny. Mm-hmm. I, overall. Yeah. 
for fans of funny. Okay, so did you guys find music first or comedy first? What came What came first for you guys? I don't say music. And then I think a coping mechanism of being on tour and being in a band was learning how to make fun of other people in your band at their expense and just laugh at them as much mm. as possible. Yeah. Was kind of like, <clears throat> like hurt people's I didn't, feelings. I didn't discover possible. that was going on until like years <laughs> later, but. I was always with these, sorry, I was always great with these quick one-liners that were like, you know, they're jokes. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, you know. And then he would try them, but they would just be like mean, like, you're ugly. I don't know if I've ever said that. I've never called you ugly. All right, I'm sorry, go ahead. I might have called you interesting, but... Oh, see, there he goes. uh, He's being mean. Zing. uh, Who's the best prankster in the band uh, over the years? Who's been able to pull off the most stuff? I don't think anybody pranks. We don't prank each other that much. You know, there was a a time where our other three members were... We had, you know, what's her name from The Simpsons? Mrs. Kerbopple? Is that her name? Kerbopple? Kerbopple? Yeah, they had a little Kerbopple doll. And they were, like, hiding it in each other's stuffs. Stuffs. So that's a great word. Stuffs? They're in their in their stuff for years. Like find it. Oh damn you! And then they would put it in someone else's like weird location of their luggage or at their house when they're over there. Just for like I think it was like six years of Mrs. Krabappel being Krabappel being placed around. That's about the, <laughs> the level of pranksterness that we have. Now Mrs. Krabappel is no more, right? I believe from The Simpsons. No yeah. more. No more. And we lo- and, and 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 Mrs. Krabappel was given to someone in that exchange, and it has not been found. Uh, and it's been like four years. This is the first time I'm hearing of this because I, I didn't even know any of this was going on. You never, never got the Krabappel. That special bond those other three members of our band have because they hate us. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the new record, right? Due out in the fall. Do uh, new song out right now, TKO. TKO. Yes. Now, does that stand for Technical Knockout, or does it stand for something else? It could stand for Karate Open or Thesaurus Kansas Optricians United. Very, that's a very niche yeah. and very niche yeah. market. Yeah, that's, but uh, I think you're going to sell at least two uh, T-shirts to that market, <laughs> if that's the goal. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of songs and things named TKO, but it's like you know, we Mike Tyson punch out. We just, I don't know. It made sense to us. Do you yeah. guys still remember the code for Tyson? Oh shit! I with don't. one loss, do you want me to tell it to you? Yeah, sure. It's not the up down. No, that's no, not that's, Metroid. Metroid. That's, Contra. that's Contra. Contra. Oh seven three seven three five nine six three. Oh wow! That gets you right to Tyson with one loss. Nice. So nice. you only get one I don't shot. Think I never knew that one. I I I beat that game. Yeah, I played I it there, without I, you know without the, the and code. uppercut and you know you know. A lot of video games on yeah, the road was, over the years. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. But I mean, those games were before you could actually look shit up. Like you right. can't like like well, like you had now. To get, like Game Informer. You had to get Nintendo, Nintendo Power. Power. Yeah. There you yeah. go. That one. But like I yeah. I still um, like now if I'm playing a game like I try to play games now for fun. <laughs> so if I get to a place where I'm like stuck. I'll just go online and see the walkthrough and, and be like, what? How did you? Okay, great. So I can continue the story. Because to me, it's like I, like, I like the story play where it's kind of straight through. You can go off and do a few things, but it's not like Fallout New Vegas. That like ruined me on games. <laughs> I, I like just to play games in the hardest settings. Yeah? Just yeah. right out of the get-go? You're just yeah, like, either yeah, I'm doing this. as hard as it'll let me go. Okay. Because why play it? Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting if songwriting could work the same way. Like you're writing a song and you get stuck. You just look at no, but that's what I do. I look it up online. I'm like, I need a word here. here? Thesaurus.com is a great, Mm -hmm. it's a great place to go. What's the Uh, oldest song you guys have that's not finished? Is there something that you're still trying to get done? Is there anything that we like that's not finished? The oldest one. I don't know. I don't know. There's some, there's some out there. There's that that streetlight song that was pretty cool. I don't know. Oh yeah. That one back. Yeah, it's kind of got that. Wait, no. Better by design. Better by design. I think that would be a great one. Yes, I kind of I stole from myself because I used that lyric in something at some point, like before the. But it's like not. It's like wouldn't be that. Also, short stacks. 
I don't know if we. That's a great. I don't think that's a good song, but I like it. I like it. Yeah. Oh no no no! What was the name of the song? Both in agreement that you like it. What was the name of the song? The the she said it so she said so. What was that? What's the name of it? I can't remember. Stuck in the morning. Stuck in the morning. That song. That song is actually a decent one. That's pretty much done. Yeah. I think it's on the internet somewhere. Real shitty version of it. You can find it. Okay. Well, let's let's talk Warp Tour. You guys are back. Yep. Compare playing today. You guys just literally just got off stage not too long ago. Literally. Uh, you're right. Actually, literally. Uh-huh. Um, compared to the first time you ever got off stage of the Warp Tour, like wh- what's, I can't what's remember, going through your brain this time? I can't remember past 2010. Ooh, so wow, wow. come okay. on, drive through stage. Play oh, Warped oh! Tour. I just watched video of that. There was nobody watching us. Yeah, yeah there was like three. Us. I think it, there, there's actual video. We did like a uh, I'm the movie 10 year. We made like a little documentary thing, and uh, in that. You can see footage of me trying to get people to, that are walking by to just sta- just stay, just 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 listen. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, so that that was the first, right? Wasn't it Minneapolis? I think Minneapolis was the first one. Then yeah. Ohio and <laughs> some other one. But yeah, I mean, I remember we didn't have, we only had our van, and we had like peanut butter jelly sandwiches and some soda. <laughs> Did we it. have? I think we might have had a huge TV duct taped in between the seats with a VCR yeah, and then TV. cassette. Tapes, yeah, like this huge TV, and then we put cassettes in and watch VHS movies. I used to do that, go into soccer tournaments, like actually bring the VCR and TV into the. Co- and you have to yeah. buy some special adapter and a generator, like for the oh, yeah. van. Yeah. Yep. Times have yeah. changed, man. Times yeah. have definitely yeah. changed. So with that said, with the times changing, everything's streamed mm-hmm. now. Everyone's periscoping. You know, your show today was webcast. Do you mm-hmm. do you like the direction? Yeah. Do you like the direction things are going now with media and and, and what it's done to music, both good and bad? Like, what's the good, what's the bad? I think I think overall it's a great thing. I think there is a lot of, like, and the nitty-gritty of figuring it out so that art continually continues to happen. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I love that everybody can get involved and get come to the party, but I do believe that art needs to be nourished and, you know, our society runs on money and... I'm not a very rich person, and I know there's some rich people out there that maybe people view badly when they talk about these things, but I just, we just, to survive, to make art, you know, artists yeah. need to get paid. And I kind of, I, I kind of feel the same. Like, I, I think there's nothing you can do, like, technology changes and advances, and I think that you must adapt or die. Uh, but I also feel like, I, I, I try to keep it real simple, and this is what I do, but I just, like, support the art you love. Like, if you like something, support it. You don't have to buy everything. Like, pick your top ten, right. fucking buy that shit. You know, support those artists. I don't know, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's just a dangerous... It's a, it's a I, you know, not to naysay anything that's happening, because it could work out to be in everybody's benefit, but I do believe that... I think there's laws out there that we're here to protect artists that now are hurting artists, and it's just, like, work it all out, make it make sense of it. You know, it's like... It's not, it's a new world, and we have to just get have to there. Adapt, adapt yeah. or die, like you yeah. said. <clears throat> All right, so uh, stand-up comedy. You guys watch a lot of stand-up comedy? You go to shows? What's, uh, I do every once in a while. Some when we can, yeah. we, We've been lucky. We were in Alaska, and we got to go see uh, Mike. Berbiglia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, Berbigs. Yeah. Nice, yeah, great yeah, show, right? happened to be there while we were there, and we are like, cool. That was really great, and I think, I think that was, that ended up being in this m- I think Is some it? of that material was in his movie. Oh, the material was, yes. It yeah. was, uh, Sleepwalk was, with me or yeah, my girlfriend. The girl, yeah, my boyfriend's girlfriend. girlfriend. Yeah. My boyfriend's girlfriend. That was yeah. when he was yeah. working on that piece. So he was yeah. like, this, I'm gonna go shoot. He said, I'm going to go shoot that in two days or whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. That's cool. So you got to see somebody work something out. That's always yeah. fun to see. Has really uh, do you guys have favorite stand-ups? Like, not, not necessarily people that you've seen, but, but ones uh, you either get their album or, or you watch their specials. Louis C.K., I mean, it's great. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. I lo- well, I think, like, there's some other... 
I'm, I'm trying to think because I like I really like the the meltdown show sure like yes. the, the TV yeah. show like we, we were fortunate enough to go see a couple shows live Mail and, the, and Jonah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that 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 show is great and it's it's just so much fun um, our old drummer to... who was who left the band but he he became very involved in the comedy scene and yeah, he wound up doing stuff with Mike Furman right yeah. yeah they just have done him so he's like he's now he's still doing that stuff that's kind of where he's you know focused his life is kind of in that LA comedy scene and it's awesome because mm-hmm. we got to get a lot of those people we had uh, uh, oh. uh, what Garfunkel and Oates Garfunkel and Oates yeah. shows with us and <clears throat> hang out and it's awesome like it's great to have yeah, they're I great. love to have comedy and music together I think it's really yeah. cool actually a lot of those guys from Mr. Show like I like all of the like Brian and Scott Ackerman and, and Scott Ackerman yeah. and uh, Paul F. Tompkins and Tenacious um, D was a part of that show yeah. back in the day too yeah, yeah, a lot came from all that. Stuff. All right, so of you two, uh, who would have the best stand-up set if somebody had to do a tight oh, five right now? Who could just riff a tight five right now? I think I would just yeah, choke yeah. up and fail miserably. Oh, okay. I think I work more as like a team. I think I'd be able to good to. I think sometimes yeah. we have some really good nights where we go back and forth, and it's like, yeah. All right, so a, a new Garfunkel Notes or Scalar oh, Brothers or it would be pretty bad. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I think they're they're, they're too good. Yeah, I think uh, my my thing would just deteriorate into awkward. Weird. It'd get dark. Okay. Uh, that and then. Um, All right. We yeah. had speaking of. That, oh we shit! Had, uh, Sorry. Can I say one yeah. other thing? Kristen Shaw. That yes. that fucking that is one of my favorite. Hot tub. Uh, you ever go see Hot Tub? Yeah. Hot check tub? out our show. Hot tub with her and Kurt Brownholder. They no, do a I show haven't seen together. that. Gotta no, check I was just talking. The the special she did was like the best thing I had ever seen. It is so. It hurt so much to watch. Like it was, it was so good. Um, anyway, sorry. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Love Kristen, man. She's obviously yeah. awesome. Uh, so you bring up music and comedy, and that you love both. And here we are now. We have the first ever comedy tent. Yeah, oh, yeah there's a comedy on the tent. on the Vans Warped Tour. Yeah. Right. So you guys got to go check it out. Uh, it's hosted by these two guys, Grant Cotter and Eli Olsberg. All right. And they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be a whole mm-hmm. bunch of drop-ins, like celebrity drop-ins, and there are a whole bunch of up-and-coming comedians. That's awesome. But nice. here we are, another festival, another comedy tent. Why do you think these two worlds really play so well together? I mean, is it really the 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 staple of comedians want to be rock stars, rock stars want to be comedians, or like why are these two worlds linked? Do I don't know why, but I do agree, and I feel like it's always like going back to like I feel like you know there was like Super Chunk and and uh, David uh, Cross, mm-hmm. and like you know it's like every I think musicians like to listen to other thing, anything other than music when you're touring, and I think comedy is one of those things, uh, and I feel like. For comedians, it's probably the same thing. Where they yeah, just, I think they people wanna, like it. I think you know. people that go to shows like <clears throat> entertainment, they might go to comedy shows as well. I mean, it's they kind of like. Right. Well, my last question is: Are your glasses made out of gummy worms? Is that? No, are those edible? Yeah, they would. They, they do look kind of like you could, you could, you could eat them. Don't fucking eat them, okay? No, I He's gonna eat them while you're sleeping. I haven't I eaten in a while, but. Uh oh. Well, go eat, guys. Hungry. Thank you very yeah, much for nice. the time. Congrats on all the success. Congrats on the new album. Thank you. Do you have a, a release date? It's coming out in the fall. Yeah, no, no hard fall. date yet. Let's just say the fall. Yeah, in the fall. Yeah. Okay. All right. Motion, Motion City soundtrack right here on thelaughbutton.com from the Vans Warp Tour 2015. All right, that was Motion City Soundtrack, uh, a band I was fortunate enough to play with uh, back in the day before they were huge. Uh, that nets me nothing <laughs> other than the fact <laughs> I can cool say that. a cool story for a podcast. Yeah. So um, they're great, man, and, and they're veterans at this point. And you can see, you know, they're still doing it, still putting out putting out music and and we'll see what's going on with the future of motion city soundtrack and i want to give a shout out to rob wilcox 
helping set up the interview. So yeah, thanks, Rob Wilcox, for hooking up Motion City Soundtrack. And uh, Matt, look, people need to go to thelaughbutton.com for they many do. reasons. Many reasons. They do. Let's go back and forth. Give me a reason. Uh, because there's great stories that we wrote that we just talked this about This isn't this second grade. Own it, man. <laughs> because we have the latest in comedy news. Okay. I'm sorry, Mark. You just got scolded by. You're in my charge father. of this shit. I know. You just got, I just got yelled at like you're Unbelievable. my father. Like you're my father. I just got yelled at by dad. I'm like, I'm like the new kid who came in, like learned how to do stuff, and then took over. I just got to <laughs> walk it off, dick. That's what I just got from you. <laughs> All right. Look, thelaughbutton.com. Go there. Subscribe to this podcast. Download it. Share it. Tell your friends about it. Rate it. Review it. iTunes. Riotcast.com. Thelaughbutton.com. You can go to marksayshi.com. Go to mattkleinschmidt.com. You have a, you have a website. Yeah, dude. dude I've never gone to it. It's I might go like, to it. It's all just like uh, my Instagram feed and some writings. Oh, so whatever. And, and like tweets about my farts. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you go to if you go to marxishigh.com, there's uh, there's some fun videos and pictures and all kinds of cool shit. Oh no, so. mine's are just tweets about my farts. No. Okay. Not right. really, but they kind of are. <laughs> I want to spread that rumor that all my Twitter feed is just tweets about my farts. My uh, my <laughs> soccer teammate was on New York One this morning, yeah. and someone did a screen grab and sent it out. We're like, so proud of our famous teammate, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And then I just immediately bust her balls because she's making this face. Yeah. And I go, yeah, that's great. Too bad the reporter must have farted or whatever because <laughs> they're just making a scrunched up face. Uh, anyway, are always funny. They are funny. At the laugh button, follow us on all the socials. At Mark says hi. At I am Kleinschmidt. All right. Until the next time. See you. See you.